This is a Kelly's Angels production. Hi everyone, I'm Mark Mulholland and welcome to The Upbeat, a podcast about perseverance and hope from Kelly's Angels. This is a show for anyone who knows what it's like to face loss and adversity. It's all about getting through grief and rediscovering joy in life. Thank you for listening. The Upbeat is made possible by the generosity of our sponsors. Special thanks to our media partner, 32 Mile Productions. This episode of The Upbeat is sponsored by the Bobert Family Fund, Glens Falls Hospital, BN Communications, and Mohawk Honda. Our guest now on The Upbeat is Kristen Hansen, who lost her husband, Keith, about a decade ago to multiple myeloma. Kristen has endured a, a lot over the past decade, and she joins us now on The Upbeat. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. I um, have two daughters. Samantha is 16 and Caitlin 14. We lost my husband, their father. Um, it'll be 10 years in March to multiple myeloma and started with some back pain and um, pneumonia is what they diagnosed him with. And, you know, after about a month and a half back and forth to the hospital, they finally uh, gave him a diagnosis of multiple myeloma. So, of course, you know, you Google, right. you know life expectancy two to five years, people, less than 4% of people that get this cancer are under the age of 65. Less He's than? 4% at that time, age? 35. I remember what I was wearing the day he was diagnosed, which was a Thursday. In 2006, I was five months pregnant with Caitlin. Uh, Sammy was, had just turned two actually. I remember walking down the hallway at St. Mary's Hospital, everybody that was in the beds were all 70, 80 years old. And here I am five months pregnant, so I'm huge. And I'm like, what are we doing here? We're 35 years old, like we should not be on this unit. You remember the day of the week? Oh yeah, I remember everything, yeah, yeah. Why do you suppose you remember it? It was traumatizing. It was absolutely traumatizing. We were just starting our lives. You know, we were 35 years old, been married for f just five years. Um, we just bought a house, had a two-year-old, getting ready to have our second child. It's not supposed to be American that American dream. We were finally living the American dream and I just got crushed in one, one word. And you cared for him at home? Yes, the whole time. His, his mom or my mom would stay with us at the beginning because I still had to work. And you had to work, you were pregnant and yeah. had to work. And I had to work and I had and a two-year-old. And then two -year -old. you had a newborn and right. a two-year-old. Right, so I worked, they stayed with us for the first, um, he was diagnosed in August, August 24th. I had Caitlin in November. Um, at that point he said, can, our mom, one of, can the moms please go home? Like, I'm tired of having people in our house. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, but now's when I need them. Yeah. You know? Right. But at the same time, it wasn't about me. Did you get any sleep? Um, no, not really. Your head, your head hits the pillow thinking about what you have to do next. Right. right. And, you know, and then it's either one of the kids waking me up or him waking me up. That was, you know, the whole time. Um, he passed in March. It'll be mm -hmm. 10 years, you said, in yep. March. March 26th, yeah. You remember the date, of course. Mm -hmm, of course. Um, What'd you feel then? I mean, you, you had some time to prepare for it, um, but are you ever fully prepared? We came home on hospice for a week. Um, I remember, and I don't think I've ever said this out loud, I remember part of me saying, he's gonna be able to rest finally. And I, you know, that's horrible to say, but for four and a half years he suffered. And it was, the, he fought for us. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for me and the girls, I don't think he would've, lasted four and a half years, but he fought to be there for me and the kids. And I believe that. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, he, there's just nothing. He just, he needed to rest. How long before you were able 
to take a breath. Have you been able to now? I was just going to say, honestly, <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, I don't, a lot of it is a blur. I mean, it's so weird, but I don't remember. And this is sad to say, I don't remember much about those years with the kids. I can relate to that so much. Yeah. Because you were on the run so yeah. much. It was all, it's a blur. I've said that, I've said that to friends all the time that those, those first few years are a blur. I know I got stuff done. Right. Because I was always running to get stuff done. Yeah. But it's a blur is the way I describe I, it. Too. I feel like I existed. Like, yes. like I, if I got up, went to work, got the, remember to pick the kids up from daycare, yeah. got home, they did their homework or whatever, made dinner and they went to bed. It was a win. Yes. I made it today. Yes. Support for The Upbeat comes from 32 Mile Productions, a full-service video production agency that specializes in uncovering stories to create meaningful content that is compelling and memorable. Learn more at 32mile.com. The Bobert Family Fund, which supports charitable organizations that efficiently use the resources they have to make a disproportional impact on the world around them. Glens Falls Hospital, an affiliate of the Albany Med Health System. Glens Falls Hospital is an award-winning community hospital providing access to exceptional, affordable, and patient-centered care to residents across a five-county region of upstate New York. Learn more at glensfallshospital.org. Be in Communications, which provides strategic counsel in public relations, crisis communications, community relations, public affairs, and corporate communications to clients across several industry sectors and across the U.S. Learn more at beincommunications.com. Mohawk Honda is a family-owned car dealership serving New York's capital region. Beyond selling new and used Honda vehicles and providing high-quality auto service and parts, Mohawk Honda has an unwavering commitment to the community it serves. Learn more at MohawkHonda.com. Hi, I'm Mark Mulholland, and you're listening to The Upbeat, a podcast about perseverance and hope from Kelly's Angels. I recently sat down with Kristen Hansen of Clifton Park, New York, who lost her husband, Keith, to cancer in 2010. We talked about grief and how overwhelming it can be. What's your advice to people who might be in that situation now, thinking they're never going to get through it, they've suffered a loss, whether it's a, a loss of through death or a loss through divorce or, or people who just don't think they're going to get through it? What would you tell people? One, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask for help and lean on others. Um, I know that's really hard. That was always really hard for me to ask for help. I think I can do it all, um, but I've had to come to realize that I can't. And let yourself feel. Um, so many of us are afraid to feel. We're afraid to feel sad. We're afraid to feel angry. We're afraid to allow ourselves to feel those negative emotions. But you know why? You know we're entitled to those feelings, and they are real. Um, there's days that I would go in my car and scream, and yell, and shout, and you know because I didn't want to do it in front of the kids. So that was a safe place. Um, I still cry in front of my kids. I never hid my feelings from my kids about missing him. And, and I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about that, that the kids shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't burdened. expose them. You shouldn't right. burden them. Yeah. yeah, but why not? They're they already, need to know. They're already burdened. Exactly. Yeah. They need to know it's okay to cry. You mentioned uh, you never hid your feelings. I did. I would... Uh, when I would cry at night in bed after I got the kids to bed. Some of it was <laughs> just relief having made it through the day, yeah. but it, it was grief. So I would, I would cry and say prayers at, at night <clears throat> when I would go to bed. I, I tried. I was of that mind that, no, I'm going to try to make everything fine. We're going to mm -hmm. be, you know, there's only one parent here, but I can do the work of two, just like you were doing. Uh, but I, I tried to hide that yeah. from the kids. And I, and I, I look back now and I say, I, I wish I'd done it a little bit differently mm -hmm. because uh, I remember him kind of saying, well, I never see you cry. Well, it's because 
I, I would cry. You, yeah. just, you just didn't see it. So that was the intention. Your children were among the first recipients of fund grants from Kelly's Angels. Remind me how that went, because that was a few years ago. We got um, a, a letter, I, I think, I don't remember for sure, but they asked us what the girls would want. Sammy was obsessed with limos at the time. Yeah. So all she wanted was a ride in a limo. <laughs> so, um, which was, was really cool. She got picked up on her birthday at, uh, at home. And then we went and picked her best friend up at summer camp. And the two of them are all dressed up, you know, decked out. We went and got their nails done. So we pull up to a nail salon in Clifton Park in a limo. These two little girls hop out, you know, so everybody was like ooing and eyeing. So they got their nails done. And then we went to daycare and picked up Caitlin and a couple more of Sammy's friends. We drove around and then we stopped and had dinner at the Japanese Steakhouse and got to drive around a little more. And they just thought they were like, you know, the coolest kids on yeah. the block. She really, I mean, she'll never forget that. And then Caitlin um, was obsessed with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So we thought about what would Caitlin love. And I said, you know what? The Great Escape Lodge. She would love to meet Scooby-Doo. So we went up there and um, Scooby-Doo came to the room and brought her milk and cookies. And the look on her face to see Scooby-Doo, when she opens the door and Scooby-Doo's standing there. I mean, I wish I would have had a picture of her face. We have one of her sitting on the bed with Scooby having cookies. Um, but. They'll, they'll never forget that. That's the goal of the organization, to bring some smiles yeah. to the faces of kids who've endured that sort of thing. I got the first um, angel hug, angel that's, hug right. that's right, yeah. which was a complete surprise. Um, I guess I posted something on Facebook about the struggle of being a widow and just the day-to-day -day and the, the, all the things that, I don't think people that haven't experienced it, I don't think they get um, when you're a widow or a widower it's not just about losing your spouse, but it's it's all the things that go along with it. I mean, you know, I never got to see Keith play basketball with the girls, or um, I can't, I, I couldn't go just go to Target by myself. The kids always had to come with me. Like, there's so many things, family vacations, um, all the things that you dream about is growing up about doing as a family, all of that's gone, and, yeah. and you can't get that back. So I posted something to do with that, and I got a letter in the mail saying that um, it made Callie's Angels, you, you all realize that, you know, you weren't thinking about the, the person left behind and how hard yeah. it is for them. And I just remember crying and being like, wow, this is, this is huge. It's hard. I mean, it, that's, that's the, 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 I can summarize it in two words. It's hard. People have this f defined, finite timeline of grief. You're supposed to grieve for a certain time and then, no, he should be fine, she should be fine. Get over it. Yeah, get over yeah. it. Exactly. What do you think about that? That's, it's a bunch of malarkey. Um, it doesn't, you know, I, the one line I hate is it gets easier. No, it doesn't. You're not supposed to marry, bury your spouse at a young age. You're not supposed to bury a child. And for anybody to say, just get over it or you should be over it, move on, has never, I mean, you move you move forward or you move in a different direction, but you're, I know I will never move on in the true sense. I mean, there'll always be a hole in my, a hole in my soul that, will, that can't be replaced by anything. What do you think Keith thinks about you guys as he looks down? And do you, first of all, do you believe that he does? Do you believe oh, I that? do. Yeah, I do believe that he's with us. I hope that he's proud of us. Um, I hope that he's proud of the decisions I made. I know there's a couple of decisions he's probably been like, you thought. Dumbass, because that's what he would do. That's what he would do. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about the experience that your life of the past decade? I think the most important thing is just letting yourself feel. Let yourself go through it. Um, don't put a timeline on it. Just experience it as it, experience it, as it is. Yeah. Um, there's no rush, and it's it's a lifelong journey. You know, 
it's what do they say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You know, it's for sure. Thanks for listening to The Upbeat. If you like our show, please leave us a review where you listen to podcasts. If you have topic ideas, email us at theupbeatpod at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of The Upbeat when I'll be joined by the inspiring Rachel Ray. We'll talk candidly about how the pandemic has impacted the way we live and work, and we'll hear Rachel's advice for staying positive and supporting one another during tough times. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, I'm Mark Mulholland. Take care and stay on The Upbeat. Special thanks to our media partner, 32 Mile Productions, for their help in recording our episodes. Emily Yan, a graphic designer and art director who invested her time and talent to create our podcast logo. Videographer, editor, and Kelly's Angels board member, Lou Graff. Coordinating producer and Kelly's Angels board member, Jenny Sperano. And all the volunteer Kelly's Angels board members who had a hand in making this podcast possible. Thanks for listening to The Upbeat.